listening to ESL Talk, a podcast made for English teachers by English teachers. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You are listening to ESL Talk, a podcast made for English teachers by English teachers. Here are your hosts, Daniel and Golnaz. Hello, everyone. This is Daniel. And this is Golnaz. Welcome to second episode of ESL Talk. Today, we're going to talk about flipped learning, why it can be useful, and how we can use it both in the classroom and online. We also have our first guest, Faye, from Learning with Faye. She's going to tell us about her story and share with us her experience and some useful tips about using flipped learning. Well, many of you are sure familiar with flipped learning and already use it. But for those who might be new to this topic, let us first answer this question. What is flipped learning and how does it work? So flipped learning essentially is changing or flipping the dynamic of the classroom. So when we see this word flipped, it means we're just rotating or changing something. So in a basic sense, flipped learning is giving the teaching or the responsibility from the teacher to the student. So we're just flipping it around. So there are some differences between traditional and flipped learning styles. Um, and also there's lots of different ways to do this, depending on if you're teaching in the classroom or online. Um, so let's compare some of the differences between traditional and flipped learning styles. So first of all, with the traditional style, the homework is retrospective. You will learn the language in class. You might do a quick practice and then use it and produce it. Um, and it's more practical at home, which means you need feedback later on. Now, this word feedback is really key to flipped learning. And we'll be talking about the ideas um, and the importance of feedback a little bit later on. Um, but when we flip, when we have a flipped approach, the homework is based on what's perspective. So it's a little bit of pre-learning, learning the language before class, preparing questions, getting some clarification in the class, using the language in more ways, developing, and then getting better feedback. Better feedback leads to better learning, better relearning, and then we strengthen and we really solidify our knowledge. Exactly. So how can we apply it in the classroom? Um, 
as you know, uh, we, we, we can use this in many different ways. And it, it depends really, it depends on the target language or the skill lesson that you want to cover in the classroom. And um, it depends on your main aim, your sub aim and, um, you know, the class profile and everything. But depending on all of these conditions and considering all of these into account, um, you can start by assigning a reading or listening activity or um, ask your students to watch a video or listen to a podcast prior to the class. So uh, when you do this, you are starting to set the context. And what they learn, what the learners learn at this stage is going to be used later in class. Exactly. You can think about it like you're cooking or preparing a meal. Sometimes you need to turn on the oven first, you need to heat it up, or you have to get other things ready before you start cooking. Otherwise, it's going to take a longer time to prepare. It might not be as successful. So definitely preparation is really key. Um, another way that we can apply this in a face-to-face -face or classroom environment is, is doing the activities and receiving feedback, not instantly, but more quickly. So some teachers will wait until the end of the class or a few days after the class to give feedback. If you can give instant feedback, students can respond to it more quickly. They can start to adapt and they can start to think more clearly about an idea or they have some clarity if they're not sure about something. So live or instant feedback, instant corrections can be a really good way to help um, students to improve their language skills and also to give them more responsibility and to help them recognize and see um, their, you know, their, not necessarily errors, but to see where they can improve. So definitely that's another strategy that I would recommend, um, giving feedback throughout the class continuously. Exactly. And something that you might want to consider using would be, um, well, there are different platforms that you can use to um, move uh, to, 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 you know, to do everything more smoothly. But like two things that you can use are Edmodo and Moodle. If you use Edmodo, um, suppose that uh, you give your learners a reading activity or a listening activity, you can put the questions that you want them to answer into Edmodo. You can actually create a kind of an interactive homework for them to do and complete before the class. And instantly, you can give them feedback. The correct answers will be sent to them instantly after they finish the homework. And also, you will have a chance to review each student's answer separately and provide them with more um, personal feedback. Also, you can use Moodle if you want to have some um, pre-session discussions or conversations so that you can, um, prior to the class, you can create an atmosphere for your students uh, where they can virtually interact with each other, answer the questions, have some discussion, and prepare for the whole thing that is going to come next. Absolutely. Yeah, Moodle can be a really useful tool and most institutions will use this or something similar, so that's something to consider. Um, another one you can do individually, maybe you're just, you know, teaching a few students by yourself. Um, another great uh, tool is also Quizlet, which can be really useful for vocabulary, for phrases. Um, so maybe lower level learners could really benefit from Quizlet as well. Um, so that's another tool that you might want to think about for, you know, providing these flipped learning techniques and helping students to interact more and be more prepared. Very nice, exactly. And um, just in case, something that I want to add here is that after this um, pre-stage that uh, the students complete before the class, be prepared 
to uh, give your students enough uh, CCQs, concept check questions, have them ready prior to the class, have them ready for your classroom experience, or maybe a mini task to check your learner's understanding and use it to address their questions or their problems. You might find out that um, through this process, you might find out that uh, some learners are struggling with some parts of the lesson or understanding the text or understanding the language. So you can use this to uh, address their problems, but do not repeat the whole presentation stage or the whole, you know, do not start giving them a lecture or uh, repeating the whole uh, stage that you have passed already. Just use this to, um, you know, without asking your students this question, did you understand? Did you learn? Are there any questions? Without asking them these questions, be ready to um, expose them to a task or to some questions that will help you understand if they have learned or they need more help. I couldn't agree more with this. You know, as teachers, we sometimes tend to ask questions that are a little bit redundant, such as, you know, do you understand? And usually when we ask this question, do you understand? Students will just nod their head and yes, yes, they'll show you that they understand. But then when it comes to doing a task or showing or demonstrating the learning, that's not always the case. So, you know, as teachers, we have to ask good questions. If we ask specific questions, then we can get a specific answer. And the way that I always try to, you know, use a metaphor or an analogy is in a way of if we go shopping, we need a shopping list. If I go to the supermarket and I don't have a shopping list, it's going to take me a long time to find what I need and find, you know, the items that I need. Just like in a classroom, if I have really well uh, prepared specific questions for that lesson that I can ask my students, they'll give me the information they need and they'll get the learning back and the teaching that they need as well to help them to develop. So definitely effective questioning is a really powerful tool to help you as a teacher and to help your learners, especially with English learning. And let's say that up to here, you have done the pre-staging. And now in the classroom, you have asked your students the proper questions and you have made sure that everyone, everyone is on the right track. Now it is time to set the main task. Um, I personally would prefer to set a speaking task here, but it can change. I mean, um, depending on what you are doing and what your main aim is, you can actually change it. You can, for example, um, add writing and give them a writing task to do in the classroom or even later for the next session. But uh, preferably speaking would be better because we want to see our learners produce and use um, whatever we have covered actively in the classroom so that we can give them also um, proper feedback on their performance. So you give them the task, set the task um, well with clear instructions, and then the students do the task in pairs or in groups in the classroom. Uh, let's let's suppose that, for example, um, you have covered. Um, you have given your uh, students a video about first conditional, and then. Um, you have done all the stages, you have followed all the whole process and everything has been checked, understanding is okay. Now you give them a task to be, to make your students able to use first conditional 
in the classroom actively. And then that's the time, that's the place that your students will use the input that they have received at the first stage actively and they will participate in discussion, maybe negotiation, sharing opinions. This is where critical thinking can happen and learning by using can happen. And you as a teacher can monitor and prepare for next stage. Exactly. And not only that, during this activity, you can also give feedback, you know, just a small, subtle pointers or indicators. You know, it's really important that in a group setting with, with a few different students that they do the learning. You're the facilitator, you're the helper, and the students are the ones that are, you know, actively making sure that this activity is being done. It's not you just lecturing or telling. It's you setting up, giving the tools, giving the instructions, building the foundations, and then handing it over to students to then continue, develop, grow, and build. So absolutely, it's a fantastic um, method and a fantastic strategy by just slowly going step by step giving the autonomy and the responsibility to the learner, to the student. And that's also going to help them not only build their confidence, but also improve their motivation as well, which kind of takes us on to the next um, strategy, the next thing that we can do to apply um, this flipped learning concept in the classroom, which is paired work and group work. Now, this can be very tricky at times. And I'm sure as we both know, Golna, sometimes you've had to do group work and it's been quite difficult mm -hmm. because... We have to ensure that the dynamics of the group work well. Um, so as a teacher, if you have multiple students or a few students, it's really important to try to think about abilities, backgrounds, skills. Now, of course, you can definitely pair up a stronger and a weaker student or two similar level students, but you have to try to consider that when you're making groups. Sometimes you can just make a group at random and it works great. Other times you can make a group at random and it doesn't work so great. So know your learners know their skills and abilities. And if they're doing these pre-learning tasks, if they're doing you know, these activities before class, if you're giving feedback regularly and you're asking the right questions, you should be able very quickly to establish who are the stronger students and who, which students still need some more help. So definitely pad work and group work can be really useful. For obviously English speaking or English writing, a really nice, easy task to do is to set up a role play or to give students choices, different options. Students love choices, they love options. So instead of saying, this is the role play, we're gonna do this one. No, here are four or five different role plays. Which one would you like to choose? You're automatically empowering the student. You're flipping the power and the, the uh, what could I say, the choice to them. So then they can say, I'd really like this, or I'm interested in this, or I have a connection with this. So already you're removing that barrier. So definitely giving them choices, great. And also giving them an opportunity where you're a little bit more hands-off. They can relax a little. They can have fun with the language. They can have fun with some of the words and the situations. They can rotate roles and positions in there. You know, conversation and context are so crucial to learning a language and being effective in a language. If I know the situation and I know the right time and the right place to use a phrase or to use some words, then that's going to definitely strengthen uh, English skill and English ability. So pad work, group work is really important. And this is something we're probably going to pick up in a future episode. Um, but that's just a quick example for you guys to um, hopefully use in your classroom. Thank you, Daniel, for your explanations about flipped learning. Hopefully we have covered enough tips, suggestions um, on this topic for all our teachers outside to 
use them in their classroom. Now, uh, next with us is Faye, our guest, our special guest today. We are going to have an interview with her to learn a little bit more about her and her experiences and also her experience with flip learning. Stay tuned. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the next portion of today's episode. Um, very happy to welcome our guest, Faye, who's joining us today. Hello, Faye. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. So Faye's going to talk to us a little bit about herself, um, about her teaching project, and also go into some more detail about flipped learning, which is what today's episode is all about. Um, so first of all, Faye, could you start off just by introducing yourself, please? Yeah, so I've been living in Canada now for the last um, 11 years, but I'm originally from Brazil, which is actually where I started teaching ESL kind of by, by accident in a way. So I've been teaching for 14 years, and uh, my experience is in a variety of uh, uh, different kinds of classes, but mostly uh, business English and, and exam prep for Cambridge exams and EAP. Beautiful. Um, Faye, uh, during our previous episode, we shared our um, stories with our listeners and like uh, about our journey, how we 
decided to become an English teacher. You mentioned that it happened for you by accident. Would you want to tell us about a little bit more about that? Sure, yeah. I was actually going to college for design in Brazil, and I started teaching part-time, actually just to make some money on the side. Uh, I, I had lived abroad, and I actually learned English as a second language uh, first. Actually, I was actually alphabetized in English before in Portuguese. I went to an English immersion school in Brazil. So to me, it kind of it was kind of natural, and I'm like, oh, this is something I can do. You don't need certification in Brazil. So I started teaching, and I fell in love with it and finished my uh, degree, uh, which was good because that gave me the chance to do the master's later in uh, TESOL and linguistics. But I actually never worked with design. I just, um, I've just always been a teacher ever since then. Yeah. Wow. It's Yeah, it's really interesting to get all of these different perspectives from different countries, backgrounds, and, you know, different um, kind of, I don't know, groundings, I would say, mm -hmm. in, in learning and in teaching. Um, so Faye is actually now running an English learning ESL channel called Learning with Faye. So could you tell me a little bit about your motivation for this and kind of your goals and your aspirations for this project? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've always really liked using technology um, to engage with my students outside the classroom. And I kind of felt like after they left Canada or left my classroom, we, they, they would contact me on social media, but we wouldn't really interact anymore. And with the whole pandemic and actually I've, I've just become a mother, um, I just decided, well, maybe this is a good time for me to put all of those ideas um, into action and create my Instagram and my YouTube channel. And it was, I always just wanted to use my classroom background as well. Like all those challenges I, I know students had, all of those challenges that um, I could um, uh, see students having with pronunciation, with grammar and strategies for exams. And I'm like, well, I could just use that, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. It seems like we've done a lot of the groundwork as teachers anyway. So having having all that available is just a really nice, easy way to help learners even more. Thank you so much for sharing that. So we're going to go in and talk a little bit more about flipped learning now. Um, obviously, like you said, moving online, um, there's definitely more of this taking place. Um, so let's uh, hopefully hear your experiences and, and kind of what you bring to the table in terms of flipped learning. So um, how do you use flipped learning in the classroom and then online? So what are your experiences with flipped learning, Faye? Yeah, I um, I never realized I was doing it actively um, until I learned about flipped learning. Uh, but I've always found that with classes, especially more advanced classes and exam prep and EAP, where students are highly motivated and have a little bit more independence, I find that it's often better for them to give them the opportunity to do a lot of the learning on their own first and kind of uh, peer teach in class. Um, I've always liked the role of the teacher as a facilitator. That's another thing I've always uh, recommended when I uh, train new teachers, because I've, I've also done a lot of teacher training, is you can't think of yourself as the lecturer, you know, the source of all knowledge. We're just there to facilitate communication mostly. And I find that flipped learning really helped with that. It really builds students' confidence, because then when they come into the classroom, they They've already got more background um, on the topic and they've done some of the studying on their own and they they feel more at ease and they can contribute more. Absolutely. And 
with flipped learning, if, you know, for new teachers or new ASL teachers or people who are maybe new to teaching English or, you know, practicing um, teaching English, how would you recommend they get started with flipped learning? How can they get to grips with it and get to understand it a little bit more? Um, I would tell them to, first of all, try not to do it all yourself. I know that it's tempting to create an amazing video lesson and um, just have all of this lesson plan and all these questions, but there's so much uh, ready for you online now. And I would say to to think of, thinking of a topic, like we usually have weekly topics in the classroom, right? So what is our weekly topic? Find a TED talk. Even for lower levels, you can find something on TED-Ed and just those basic comprehension questions you can get students to do at home and do some vocabulary research on their own, like find five words you didn't know before and bring them to class the next day and bring these questions, um, think about these questions. And, and then the next day you take it all up. And in that way, it's not as daunting, right? It's kind of like something you would do maybe like if you tell a friend to watch a video and then the next day you'll sit down and, and talk together about it, kind of see it that way. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. It was really interesting what you mentioned about um, not going with it like all by yourself and try to use some authentic materials. I really agree with you on that. And that's really uh, very valuable advice. Thank you for that, Faye. So um, once again, um, if our listeners want to follow you on Instagram, because, you know, here our aim is to connect with teachers and with people all around the world. So I think our listeners would be so happy to know about your Instagram page or maybe Facebook. How can they follow you? How can they get connected? with you sure um, yeah on Instagram you can just find me as a learning with Faye and Faye is f-e-y um, and just write it all together and you'll find me there my YouTube channel is up but I'm still working on the videos right now but hopefully in the next month they'll be um, uploaded there and we'll get started um, so same thing learning with Faye Faye f-e-y and yeah, connect with me there, um, send me messages and uh, suggestions of content. I'm always happy to go with what the students need. And I'd love to uh, get to know um, your audience more too, yeah. So one last question before we say goodbye for today, Faye. Um, if someone is thinking of becoming an English teacher or they're thinking about teaching online, teaching English or even another language, what's the best piece of advice you could give them? Or what are some things maybe they should be aware of before they start this journey? Mm -hmm. That's a very good question. Um, one thing I find student, uh, trainees, not students, but trainees always uh, struggled with is um, thinking of themselves as the boss, as the teacher. Like lack of confidence is a huge thing for uh, teachers who are starting out and the whole imposter syndrome. I know I've suffered from it in the past and I still do if it's a very, um, very new territory. Um, so try to just remind yourself that when, when you are the teacher, nobody doubts that you're the teacher. No, none of your students will come into the classroom or uh, to your le lesson online trying to assess you or is, is, is this person really the teacher? They already know you are. So remind yourself of that. Just tell yourself, I am the teacher. I am the boss. And that will uh, give you the confidence boost needed. And I find that that is basically everything to start. And it will make it all way more pleasurable for you. Thank you, Faye, for joining us today. It was really great to hear about your experiences and your journey and how you use flip learning in the classroom as well. Obviously, feel free to follow Faye on Instagram, Learning with Faye. And we'll also be sure to post a link as well so that our, our followers and our listeners can uh, follow you and 
uh, learn with you as well, hopefully. Thank you so much, Faye. Thank pleasure. you so much for having me. So we are going to wrap it up for today. So if you do have any questions, feel free to write, write it to us and to let us know those questions. We'd love to discuss them in future episodes. So you can email your questions to esltalkpodcast at gmail.com. And maybe if you've used flip learning before, you can share your experience or maybe some questions you have about flip learning. Also, remember to follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook at ESL Talk Podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll see you next week. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes and to follow us on Instagram and Facebook for even more ESL teaching content. People that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for even more ESL teaching content.